I have, I come of a mission. Say, say to your neighbor, mission. Come on a mission tonight to get maximum fruit out of you for that that is to come in this year. Um, and won't you turn your Bibles with me to John chapter number 15. We're going to go to three or four scriptures. And of course, we are also, tonight is still part of our first fruit. So I'm going to give you an opportunity um, to present your first fruits to the Lord in this evening service as well. But together with our first fruits tonight, again, I say I come with an agenda because I feel like the Lord has spoken to me very clearly that not only must we present our first fruits, but also our own selves. This is the year that we have to see the promise of God coming to fulfillment. Amen. Um, and I want to go to John chapter number 15. I want to start there. And then we're going to jump to 1 Peter 2, 9. And then let's see where the Holy Spirit takes this evening. I want to ask as we get going to this evening service that your hearts will be hungry for the Lord. And if I can ask that we will just, um, just a little bit stop all the movements that we can just get the word of the Lord across. And if we are hungry for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, me too. I, I believe without the Spirit of the Lord, nothing can be done. But with the Spirit of the Lord, all things are possible. Um, in, what, in John chapter number 15, again, along the lines of uh, Jesus Christ as being the first in everything that we do, I made this statement this morning, and somebody asked me about that statement. I said, you know, often as Christians we say God can do all things, and it's, it's not true. God cannot do all things. There's certain things He cannot do. For an example, He cannot be second. He has to be first. God will not share us. He bought us with a price. There's certain things that God will not do for us because we have to do it as we belong to the Lord. Amen? And so in John chapter 15, I want to show you something here um, that I, I felt that Jesus was showing me. And it's in the context of fruit bearing. Now, may I just say this, that I believe, and I hope your faith is the same, but I believe that we are here once on this side of life and we have to bear maximum fruit for the glory of Jesus Christ, right? So whatever I, I do of my life, it is to offer Him something worthy of His sacrifice. So He was the one that made the sacrifice now I am the recipient of His goodness. I'm a recipient of His favor. But uh, I have to bear much fruit for the glory of the Son of God. Are you there? And as I, was, as I was studying in the context of the Word of the Lord and bearing much fruit, the Lord took me to John 15. And I want you to see something here. In John 15 verse number 1 says this, I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Please see that. He says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So please note that no fruit is, if you bear nothing, you will be cut off. While every branch that that does bear fruit, he prunes so that, the, so that it will be even more fruitful. Verse number three, you are already clean because the word I have spoken to you. 
Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He kind of make it clear. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse number three is the scripture I want us to look at. It says this, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And when I, when I looked at the scripture, the Lord started to speak to me and He, and he said this. He said, Gibraltar, I want you to understand that your circumstances or events in your life do not prune you. My word prunes you. Your function or your job is to stay in my word. And as you stay in obedience to my word, my word will prune you. My word will cut away everything that is not fruitful in you so that you may bear much fruit. So a, let me say it like this, a non-bearing, non-fruit-bearing Christian is not possible if you are in the vine. Let me say that just again. It is impossible to bear no fruit if we are in the vine. If we are in the vine, we have to bear fruit. The proof that we are in the vine is that there is fruit. No fruit, no vine. Does it make sense? So my, um, my and your ambition must be to bear much fruit for the glory of the Father. Come on, is there anybody that's with me on this? So that the world may know that He is alive. Now go with me, I want to show you something. 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 9. Um, and in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28, I want to put these two scriptures together. In 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 9, the Bible says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special position, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. I want you to see that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. So our function is, if you look at the scripture, royal priesthood, you'll see that there is two offices here that are next to one another. The one is the office of royalty and the other is the office of priestliness. But you cannot be a priest without a king. So you cannot be I'll say it again, you cannot be royal without kingliness. So there has to be a kingliness to us. And I'm going to come back to that. Uh, for there to be an expression of the priesthood. So we see we are a royal priesthood. Now, when we put this together, this is what, what I believe the Lord is saying to us. That as kings, we have a responsibility to rule over. But as priests, we have a function to serve or to bring honor and glory to the Son of God. In other words, if, you, if I am a king, I have a responsibility because, because here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever, ever felt like this, especially in the South African context and the South African narrative. In the South African narrative or in the South African context, we can either 
look around us and see what's, what is happening around us and stay quiet. Or we can become complainers or we can do something about it. Okay, we're in the wrong church here. If we are to bear fruit, it cannot just be in the realm of just spirituality. It has to spill over into a physical realm where people can say these people are not just spiritual, they're actually changing things and shifting things for the benefit of a nation. And listen, we can't, I, I understand we can't answer everything, but the, the, the point being is that you and I are called as kings as much as we are called priests. That's why I, I have such a deep passion for the realm of, of the kings because I understand that if the, if the kings can come together with the priests, can you imagine the power that will be able to be executed with this group of people? Let me say it like this. There is no king that can reign as a king without a priest. Let me just use a practical example to, to prove to you what is it's true. When King Charles got inaugurated as, as the king, what they did was they, they put up that little stall. They shut down all the TV stations of the world, BBC and all of them get shut down. Then what happens in that place is the priests anoint the king. As the priests anoint the king, they put the, the, throw, the, the, the crown on the king's head, they put the scepter into his hand, then the drapes come down, then he gets charged to be king. In other words, there cannot be kings without priests. Priests and kings function together. In the, in the, in the, in the Christian world that we are, are living in, is that, or let me rather reword myself, I don't want to insult Jesus' wife, if in the world we are, have been living in, we have broken these two asunder and said, I either want to be a king or I want to be a priest. According to the scripture, you are both. You are a royal priesthood. Are you, are you okay? So as much as I carry oil on the pulpit, you have to carry oil wherever you go because both of us are responsible to produce change wherever we go. Come on, are you guys, are you there? I don't, I don't know about you, but I, before I show you something else in the scripture, but it, there's a, a deep grief that happens in my heart if I, if I look around me and I'm seeing what I'm seeing and I, I, I can't pass, I can't drive past it anymore. We, I just can't, we, we have to do something. Come on, are you anybody with me there? But I know it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. But the Spirit of the Lord never keeps people inside. He always sends them out. Because when the 120 were in the upper room and they got filled with the Holy Spirit, the next place they find themselves is in the city. So a proof that we are filled with the Holy Spirit is that we get involved to bear much fruit. Come on, guys, are you there? I, I promise you as we, um, oh, let me say it like this. God can get much more to us if He understands He will get it through us to the benefit of people. Because God's focus is people. Come on, is there anybody that's with me? 
the Lord's focus is people. So whether I'm a, a priest here and I do what, I, what I'm called to do, together we are called to change and to bear much fruit to the glory of the Father. Now, check this scripture out. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28. Is there, is there anybody that's with me? Are you, are you guys well? Okay, so what I, what I find is this, is that we, we have misunderstood the commandments of the Lord. And we cannot anymore. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28 says this, Then God blessed them, blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Please see this. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Save me. I am. Be, say, save me. Be fruitful. Now, the word be fruitful here is the word be productive. Produce something of worth. So every one of us, as we sit here tonight, we are called to produce something. Oh, come on, guys. We are called to be producers. We are not to be consumers. The answer for us as Christians lie in we have to produce something that is of worth for the world around us so that we can go into the world. We are already carriers of the anointing, but that anointing will not leave us without sending us out. As, as let me say it in, in business context, because I, I understand I've taught this so much in, in, in terms of, the, of business, is that many people want to have more, right? They'll say, Lord, give me more. Lord, I want, to, I want to have more finances. I want more this. I want more that. And many times, much of the many people, many Christians' lives are very much focused on getting more. Right? Okay, now listen to me. The Scripture says in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28, it says that God says, multiply, be fruitful and multiply. Then He says, subdue, have dominion. These four steps is God's business plan for the whole world. Business plan number one is produce something of value. First thought. Come on guys, are you, are you there? Just smile with me. Just be with me. If I'm not producing something of value, nobody can come and get it. Then based on my multiplication of what I produce that is of value, in that comes multiplication. In that comes subduing and in that comes dominion. But I cannot have dominion over if I'm not evolved in. So I have to get involved in so that I can have dominion over. Let me reword it and say it like this. If I want to attract more, I have to have more value. My value as a person or as a man of God or as a woman of God attracts more favor. Let me reword it. I have to carry a solution and an answer. If I become a carrier and an answer or a solution, then favor can come automatic to me because I am the answer. 
Listen, let me, let me say it like this. We can, be, we can be comfortable and convenient and we can say, oh, but we, we don't have anything to be concerned about. We are, and, and, and hear my heart tonight. We can be comfortable where we are in Pretoria and say, well, our morning services are packed out. Our evening services is okay. Our online is, is into the thousands now. So we can be comfortable or we can say, no, we've been created to bear much fruit. And so we cannot be complacent and be happy. We have to do more for the Son of God and take over more areas. And what I'm trying to provoke in you is this, is that every one of you that sit here have a gift or gifts plural and that gift and that gifting and that value has to come out of you. You have something to contribute. You have something to give to God. You have something that can play a role. You are an answer for many people. You just don't know it yet. And I'm here to provoke that out of you and to say, be the answer, stand up and say, I am anointed, I'm appointed, I'm chosen, I'm a royal priesthood, I am gonna see it happen. Come on guys, are you, are you there? Just give Jesus some praise over there. You see what we, let me say it like this, Jesus was such an influential threat that the that Roman government thought he's taking over. Why? He brought hope. He brought a solution. He brought an answer. Come on, are you there? Again, I say, this, this is my dream. My, my dream is, and I, and I know it might sound um, different for you, but this is my passion. My passion is to see a a community, a, a city, a nation, that we can be a people that cannot just achieve our dreams, but that we can leave legacy behind so that those that come after us also have the benefit of what we have fought for. Because if we, if we go, we cannot just, everything can't fall flat. There has to be something that our children can live for. Oh, is there anybody that is here? I said it, I said it teasingly, but I, I believe that God wants to bear much fruit for our lives. And often as I, as I study this, what the Lord said to me during this week, the Lord said to me, often why we don't bear much fruit is because we think our circumstances or other people we lose our focus, we forget who we are, and as soon as we forget who we are, we go on a detour, and we stop being influential. But every one of you that sit here tonight, and I'm not gonna make tonight long, but I want you to understand, every one of you that sit here tonight, you are an influencer. You are. Because God is not a respecter of people. So the same opportunity I have, you have right and so none of us receive more opportunity than the other but what all of us have we have equal opportunity that you and I can shift an environment for the glory of God come on guys are you are you there that's why I believe in in as we move in as we plant churches what do we do as we plant churches as I plant a church let's take Durban for example 
We went in, we planted there a hundred people um, at that stage, a year and a bit ago. That church started to grow. They started to function. They started to become a family. Then more families started to join. One service became two services. Two services became three services. 100 people went to 400 people. 400 people went to 700 people. And now we're growing that church again to 1,800 people. Where did it start? It started with four people saying yes to God. And then after their yes, God comes to us in a dream and says, go into a city. Are you there? Now what is happening, the gospel is like yeast. It, it, it's infiltrating. And what's a blessing for me in, when I go to Durban and I look at the people, some of them I've known from the time they've started with us, I see how they change. They start to look better. They start to dress better. They start to show up better. They start to expect more of God. But more importantly, they love the Lord better. The same of, same of Cape Town. We went into that city. We started small and that church is growing. Started with a small group of people. Now the church is starting to grow. What is that? It is the gospel spreading, infiltrating and bearing fruit. Come on guys, are you, are you there? But what I'm trying to get across for us tonight is all of us are called to bear much fruit. And we cannot live anymore, or I'll talk for myself. I want to be a constant fruit bearer for the kingdom of God. Let me reword it. Wherever He places me, things have to shift that it reflects the kingdom. Are you okay? So wherever I go, the environment needs to change and it needs to look like us. I want to provoke something. Can I just speak to you about community just for a moment? You have to become dissatisfied of the status quo. Because we are kingdom children. Kingdom children don't sit like this. Kingdom children, we get involved. We have to. Come on, are you there? And what I, what I want to provoke out of us, this word is, is staying in my spirit for so long, is that for so long I believe that many people have been stagnant and dormant because there has been a, a, a permission of a spirit of fear and a spirit of intimidation that has hanged around many of God's people. And because of that, that spirit around so many of God's people, God's people started to live lower than their potential. I want to provoke you tonight and say there is a high calling to God and it's always the call of come up here. May I, may I say this tonight, may you believe again, once again, that the Lord has anointed you and appointed you for a time such as this. May, may you believe tonight that you are an answer and you have the solution. May, may I say just the following that you catch my heart tonight. And please, this is on my heart, so what's in my heart comes out. What's in my, in my heart is that I want to make sure that in this next 30 to 40 years that we are in 
this nation that things can shift and at least we can do our part. But I cannot do it first and foremost if I'm not in love of the Lord and out of that place of intimacy of God, we just sang it, out of that place of intimacy with God, I can bring an exchange. Because favor of God brings favor of man. Come on guys, are you there? Let me, let me say it like this. I hope it gets you uncomfortable, the statement. It's not, Alma, get me out of here. It's send me in. Okay. Listen, the disciples, let's go there quickly. The disciples, they see, they see the Lord being beaten, right? They see Jesus being shred to pieces. All of them run, except two. John comes to the cross. Peter is also afraid. And then they gather in the, in the upper room, right? When they gather in the upper room, the Holy Spirit fills them. They become of one accord. They become of unity. And that's the last time you'll find them afraid. These guys become bold. Why do they become bold? They are filled. They know they need to bear much fruit. They are no longer complacent. They're no longer turning their eye to the other side. And the same people that persecuted the Lord is still present. But suddenly these people have got a new flame inside of them. What was the flame? The flame was the anointing. My point being, when you carry the anointing, you cannot sit. You cannot look upon. You have to do something. Oh, come on, guys. Let me reword it. I pray here sits business people tonight that says, let me build a hospital. Let me build a clinic. Let me build a school. Come on, if you think like that, we can change the communities just like that because the world is not thinking like that. And if the world is not thinking like that, we have to start to think like that. Come on, guys. So where are the people that say, Lord, give me, a, give me more so that I can do more? It's a much better prayer. Come on, are you guys there? This community, we, we, I heard it just now before I got into the state or during this week, is that our, this community is a million people. A million. Just shy of a million. That's massive. We have got one hospital here. Come on, guys. These are facts. We don't have enough schools here. Okay, don't we want to talk about this? So, who's going to build the next school? Who's going to build the next hospital? Or are we just going to build shopping malls the whole time? Come on, as Christians, we need to think. Our nation needs people that say, No, Lord, put me in the right rooms. Lord, put me into the right places. Lord, use my life. And you can say, but give out, oh no, we just want to sing songs. Well, we are called for more. We are called for more. We are called for more. And that's the gift that's here. We are called for greater things. Say to yourself, I'm called for greater things.
The other day as I was praying, I asked the Lord, uh, I, was, I was looking at this one specific person that is bringing change in other people's lives. And the Lord posed me a question. This was the question. The Lord said to me, why didn't you ask me for the nations? And He took me to the Scripture where the Bible says, ask me for the nations. I said, Lord, but I'm in South Africa. The Lord said, so? Ask me for the nations. Ask me that I can do more. Because is it possible, here's the, here's the narrative question for me. Is it possible that the reason why the Lord is not answering us or answering some is because the prayer is about us and not about His interest? I believe the interest of the Lord is people. Right? Where does it start? And I'll, and I'll close of these next 300 sayings. One is that it starts of being in love of the Lord. That's why it's first. If I'm in love of the Lord, it makes me immediately a catalyst of change. Lord, listen, as long as I'm here, I will challenge us to become catalysts. Are you there? So where does it start? It starts with being in love of the Lord. Once I'm in love of the Lord, I am a catalyst of change. And I'm not just a catalyst of change physically. I'm one uh, spiritually, it's spiritual, physical, and emotional. Because cities shifted because Jesus was there. I said to Shannon, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I, five years back, this would have, would have not been the message that would burn on my heart. But five years on, this is a message that now burns in my spirit. Because I cannot walk past the cry and say, it's somebody else's responsibility. It's true it's somebody else's responsibility, but we are in the kingdom. And because I'm in the kingdom, I'm going to ask the king for more favor. You know why? Because he can trust us with more. So my, my recent cries to God is this, Lord, do more of me. Give me more favor. Get me into the right rooms. Lord, I can't do this, but you can. I can do what I need to. I can make sure I'm full of oil. I can make sure I love you. I can get involved. I can, I can, I can empower my people. I can initiate them uh, into hope. But Lord, get me into the right, into the right rooms that we can influence, that we can shift that we can change. And again I say, it is easy to say no, that's not what we are called to, unless we are called to change a nation. I pray that you become wholly dissatisfied 
with not bearing much fruit. And that you would say to yourself that, Lord, use me to bear much fruit to the glory of the Father. When, I want to pose you a question. When do you believe, when do you believe people function optimally? Think about it for a moment. I'll answer so long. It's when we place people into an environment where they can continuously be challenged to a higher realm, right? Let me use a, use a narrative. If you constantly surround yourself with a certain group of conversation, you will never go to a higher ground. You have to surround yourself with higher communication to go to another realm. Why am I saying that? For this purpose. As soon as you get into communion with the Lord, the Lord takes you to think about nations. Come on. And let me leave this with you tonight. All across the world, you find the Lord looking for one person. All across the world. When He wants to take Israel out of slavery, He goes and He looks for a man. He finds him, his name is Moses. When He wants to take His people into the promised land, He goes and looks for one man. He finds him, his name is Joshua. When He wants to take all of His people out of a system and feed the whole world, He looks for one man, his name is Joseph. When he wants to save a nation, he looks for one woman. I'll just bring it in there. He calls Esther. When he wants to tell his disciples that he's not dead, but he is alive, he looks for one woman. Her name is Mary. All across your Bible, my Bible, the Word of the Lord, God looks for someone that can become a messenger and a catalyst for His purpose. And what I want to, here's my question, are you the one that He can call on eggs? Come on guys, are you the one that can love Him? I pray you say yes. Or what we can do, and I mean this with all due disrespect, we can scroll on Instagram other people's lives and not live our own. Because what is success? Success is obedience to the purpose He has called you to. You can't live another person's success because you're not called the same. But together, look, we're a couple of hundred people here tonight. So what can we do? Together, we are the body. Together, we can make a stand. Together, it's all in the togetherness. Again, I come back to the scripture, a royal priesthood. We need the royalty and we need the priestliness. We need both. 
And when I saw when I when I saw this, the Lord again spoke this word to me. That's why I've got such a passion for business, the business realm, is because I understand that the enemy has segregated and has removed the business realm and he lied to the church simultaneously. He told the business people, you don't need the church. He told the church, you must be poor. He lied to both and we bought it. Oh, God wants the businessman prospering God wants the priest prospering and together have influence in a world to be taken over. <laughs> Come on guys, that's, that must be a raw passion in your heart. Let me say last few thoughts here and then, I, then I'm going to pr pray for us for something very specific. Have you noticed, I'll just put the thought out to you. The Bible here says, Jesus says, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, He expected us not to be seedful. It's like the Lord skips the whole first part of that, of the whole, it's like the Lord skips the process. Because for, a, for you to have a fruit, you have to be a seed. But he does not say be seedful. He says be fruitful. And I know I've said it before, but I want to say it again because it's so good and so true. Is that why does he say be fruitful and not be seedful? Because here's the answer. He expects a harvest from everything that's under his control. And he expected us to not be seedful, but to carry fruit. The problem is when we read that scripture, be fruitful, all of us think babies. It's true. We say, listen, here's the Bible. It says be fruitful. Come now. No, that's not what he's saying. He says, produce something that other people may benefit of it so that I can multiply that, so that we can subdue it, so that we can have dominion over Come on, guys, are you there? But we have to become a people that, in a sense, let me, let me say this sentence. It's true. Each of us here are a distribution center of the goodness of God. Each of us here is a distribution center of the goodness of God. What does that mean? It means the following. As much as what we can steward, He will push through you. The problem comes when what comes into our lives shifts our identity away from a dependency on the Lord. And when our identity shifts away from the Lord because He brings things into our lives, what we are actually lining ourselves up for, and that's why I started with John 15, we are lining ourselves up for God to prune, to cut, and to break off. Because His job is not to keep you comfortable. His assignment is to have you fruitful. 
Okay, thank you. That's, I know it's good preaching. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll encourage myself in the Lord like King David. Say to, say to yourself, I'm called to be fruitful. When you spend enough, when you spend time with Jesus, and I'll close with this and I want to move from here. When you spend time with Jesus, whenever I spend time with the Lord, I've never spent time with the Lord ever, ever in 20 years. I've never spent time with the Lord and the Lord discusses other people with me, ever. Ever. In 20 years, never. He always deals with me. Okay? Secondly, I've never spent time with the Lord in 20 years. And the Lord keeps me and say, it's okay to do nothing. It never happens. In my time with Him, He always challenges me to do something. A dangerous gospel is a gospel where we just represent one side of the kingdom and think it's the full message. It's not. We cannot just bring one dimension. We have to bring all dimensions. Help me, Holy Spirit. We have to bring a dimension to say, listen, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't just heal you. It doesn't just change you. It doesn't just shape you. It doesn't just heal you. But it takes you into wealth. It takes you into all the different aspects of the gospel so that you can become influential. So that through your life, the Lord can take over. Don't you understand? Don't we understand? Just listen to me, last thoughts. That's why it is a cry of God that we, His church, put Him first. Because He can't be second. We sang that song and I'll end of that before we bring our first fruits to the Lord. Mary is a beautiful example for me because what Mary does is Mary grew tired of her own oil. Are you there? And so she goes and she says, Lord, I want to exchange this oil that I, that, I, that I have. I want your oil, Lord. And she goes into this house, she breaks the alabaster jar because she wants what he has. The Bible says he does not rebuke her. He says nothing to her, by the way. He speaks to Simon, but he's busy changing Mary. What did Mary bring? She brought all her perfume, not some, all. She brought everything. Jesus says, if you bring me everything, if you bring me, bring me your life, I'll take your life. I'll introduce you to a better oil. I'll increase you. And then the Lord makes a statement about Mary. He says, and for what this woman has done, her story will be told forever. The young people that are here, 
please don't just, please dream about producing change that can affect a nation. Please dream about how you can set up clinics and hospitals and schools and universities. We need a generation to think like that. But it's going to start with loving the Lord first. Are you guys with me? And so I want to pray for us tonight as we, as we present our, our first fruits of the Lord in this evening service because as we present our first fruits as I said this morning what is what is a first fruit a first fruit according to the scripture is giving the Lord what is first so that God can redeem what comes next and as I showed this morning if we hold on to the first the 90 is not redeemed I <laughs> I watched a testimony of somebody speaking on while I was doing research on first fruits and you can guys can go and Google it, you'll find it yourself, is I found a, a, a gentleman that tithe, you can actually go and Google what I say now and you'll find it. A, a gentleman that, that he gave his first fruit on a lemon tree. On a lemon tree. Right? Just one lemon tree in his garden. He gave a first fruit. Then this lemon tree became this, an unusual tree. Same garden, many lemon trees, but one that he gave a first fruit on. And this lemon tree started to have lemons like this. Massive lemons, huge stuff. But the guy made a statement, the lemons impressed me. I don't like lemons that much, but it was big. So I thought, just yes, okay. But there's a statement that he made that caught my heart. He said this, I don't think I can live on a hundred anymore. I said, God increased me so much. I don't know what I'll do with a hundred anymore. I wish I got more faith for that. I said, God did so much with my first fruit. I don't know what I'll do with a hundred. I don't know. It's, it's too much. God has done too much. So why don't you test the Lord and give to the Lord that belongs to the Lord? Last thought. And I first want to do first fruits because we need to do two things tonight. One, we need to do first fruits. Two, we need to anoint you. As a priest, I carry anointing. You have to, but together we can get the job done, right? What I want to say now, as, as we are, I had a thought, it's in my ear, thought out the other side. Our first fruit responsibility is, is we, yeah, thank you Lord, it comes back. The Israelites were in the wilderness, Right? They were in the harshest of environments, but all of them were millionaires. It's true. Because they carried the wealth of Egypt, right? In the hardest of environments, they prospered. What was the one requirement that the Lord wanted? 
He wanted worship. And in the hardest of climates, He makes His people prosper. I want to give you a word of the Lord tonight. In the hardest of climates, God can make His people prosper. But there's one thing that He will not negotiate, and that's worship. He can lift you in the midst of a famine. He can lift you. But it's not going to just be because we, we pray more. Of course we need to pray. But it's because we're going to have the answer and provide the solution. But there's one thing that He wants, worship. And so when I, when I present myself to the Lord, I give Him first. It's worship. That's what He wants. Are you there? Come on, church. Are you there tonight? So it's to love the Lord first and to give Him first. And then the Lord guarantees the rest. And I want to pray for us tonight as we, in this, in this place or at this juncture, because here in Pretoria, of course, we're taking up first fruits and this weekend travel coming, we're going to do in Cape Town and, and in, um, in Durban. But it's all about putting the Lord first and making sure that He knows He's first. Come on. So what I want us to do is, I want us to do two things. I want us to, to stand I want us to pray. I want us just to gather our hearts. And then I'm going to call you out and I'm going to anoint you. Is that okay? So, how many people here tonight, new people I see. I want you to ask the Lord before we are going to give our first fruits tonight. I want you to ask the Lord this request. That God can do more of you. Come on. To ask the Lord, say, Lord, do more of my life. Work more powerfully through me. Do something with me that is of significant value. It has to start there. It has to start out of that love relationship, right? So won't you ask that to the Lord just for a few moments and I'm going to pray for you. And then ushers, volunteers, you guys can get ready. Father, right now in this place, as your people are praying, Father, I want to pray tonight that greater dreams can start to explode on the inside of your people. Father, I want to pray that in this night, that there will come a, a veracity, a, a, a tenacity, not to settle for average things, but to settle, Lord, for nothing but the world for which the king died for. And Father, I want to pray for a boldness to come upon your people. Lord, not to be silent, not to have been gifted and not being affected, but Lord, to be effective from this night in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that through your spirit, Lord, take the gifts that is inside of people 
and put it back into boldness, Lord. That your people may be bold again in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we break off the spirit of fear and timidity that has brought so many into captivity. And Father, in this night, we declare that, Lord, we don't want to sit around and be consumption only and consume. We want to produce the kingdom wherever we are so that many may come to Jesus. Father, give us greater favor. Lord, dispose to us greater intensity by your Spirit so that we can see the kingdom of Jesus Christ being established here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we don't just want to heal spiritually. We want to do spirit, soul, and body, all three dimensions, Lord, as all of these matter to you in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that tonight for every first fruit that comes, Lord, and is presented to you. Father, we see these first fruits as holy unto you. And Father, as your word declares, Lord, that as the first fruit is given, the rest of the batch is holy. Father, that that comes out of the womb first is holy unto you. And so, Lord, I pray that as we present our first fruits unto you, Lord, that all of the rest shall be sanctified and holy unto you, O God. Father, I want to ask you tonight, Lord, that we will not be Achans, Lord, that we will not hold on to what belongs to you, that we will neither be robbers according to Malachi and take that is yours, Lord. But I pray that amongst us you'll find faithful custodians, faithful managers, faithful sons and daughters, Lord, that can do more for you. Father, thank you that it's your will, Lord, to achieve great things, Lord, for the benefit of the kingdom. And so, God, I want to ask tonight that we may be of those that can say, Lord, Lord, use me for greater things. Take my life, baptize it into the Holy Spirit, and send me out. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want us, before we're going to pray for you for the anointing, I want us to, to present our first fruits to the Lord. Amen. And right now, there is different places around the auditorium. It's here in front. There at the back, I believe, yeah, there at the back and here in front, we can come. And why don't you just take a moment or so, and then I'm going to call you out, and it will be online, of course. And uh, let's present our first fruits to the Lord. And then I want to ask the volunteers to be ready so that we can anoint the people. Like perfume, I love. 
quoted that scripture 1 Peter 2 9 a royal priesthood and who I want to anoint tonight I want to be very sure that we anoint the right group of people and I want to trust God tonight as I anoint you for service that you'll say Lord send me that's the prayer Lord send me use me not used in the negative sense but you understand what I'm saying Lord send me send me that put me in the rooms Lord take my life as an offering unto you but let's get involved guys let's let the Lord do something for with you amen listen if you don't want to be used in the marketplace come and serve you at church come and get a red t-shirt and serve God's people Let's just do something and be engaged. Amen? But I want to be very specific about it tonight because I know what I have and it's oil bought with time of God. So it's not somebody else's oil. It's, I bought it with time of the Lord. And so, and I say this because sometimes we take these prayer lines cheap. It's not cheap. It is there to shift you into another realm so that we can be effective together. Right? Come on, say amen to that. So if that's you tonight, if you say, Lord, send me, I want you to, I want you to jump out of your seats and let's pray for you. Just want to ask the volunteers to help us, line the people up. <laughs> Lord, send us tonight in Jesus' mighty name. 